Hey there, Polita people. This is one of your co-hosts, Mike Booch, coming to let you know that if you have not listened to part one of our Oakjaw review yet, please go back and listen to that from last week. And if you have, then thanks for coming back to the Politipop podcast to listen to part two. Little update, we are now on several platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. So if you can go to any of those and give us a rate and review, that would be awesome. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy this episode today. You know, they have followers all over in the stands, and they've they've come forward to to you know help them get Oakshire and escape. They're playing the recording of her being raped and abused um, on all the TVs. Like they've completely taken over. Uh, and earlier in the film, they had mentioned that the NYPD had a um, an arrangement with Miranda, and you know we see the police showing up. And they use excessive force against the ALF. You know, they're, they're you know the ALF are branded as terrorists, right? I think the FBI once said that eco terrorists are the number one terrorist organizations in the world because they um, they interfere with with capitalism, with with you know the food chain, and you could see it here. You know, the the ALF are, are just trying to get Ocha away, and this police force is just brutal. You know hitting them in the head with nightsticks and, and just really going to town on them. Yeah, it's bad. And, uh, you know, we're not sure up until later on in the movie who survived and who didn't because yeah. they're being hit that hard. Uh, but still, the members of the ALF are are adhering to this whole non-lethal, non-violence thing. Like, like they're, they're taking the beatings or throwing stuff in the way as obstacles to stop uh, the black chalk, the bad guys. But they're but they're actually not doing any hitting, not until one of the guys is like hit uh, by the black chalk and then his boyfriend steps in and fucking knocks that dude out. Yeah. Then he starts going to town, you know, and, and fighting back. Hell, which I thought was awesome. Um, you know, my my whole thing is honestly like, fuck it. If they're willing to use lethal force and this isn't even just a, you know, a, a, a vegan thing, if they're willing to use lethal force, use lethal force back. I don't give a fuck at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you have to save your own life, and like you're clearly. I mean, we we've talked about class struggle in, in almost every episode we've recorded together. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and it's just another version of that here. You know, the police taking advantage of a a fairly peaceful protest. You know, people who aren't actually using uh, force against anyone, and you know, they they're they're either hurting them or even maybe killing them. You know, and like. If you have to defend yourself, then maybe maybe that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, I mean, you know what else is lethal? The way that these animals are treated. And then in yep. in response to that, uh, the way that the humans who have to work with these animals are also treated. You know, we mentioned the yep. exploitative labor before, which, uh, you know, you can find all this in our show notes and sources at the end of the episode. Uh, it's It's rare that we just say shit without backing it up in some way, shape, or form. So... You know, come to our show notes, do your own research, whatever. And uh, we have contact info at the end as well. So if you want to just call us out on our bullshit, if you think that's what it is, we're open for that dialogue too. 
so here's the next step in uh, Mija's evolution as a super powered character. She is on. <laughs> they get you're really on this. I am. They get her, Okja, and Jay onto this truck, but unfortunately, the black chalk comes, uses like a hook and rope, and gets them out of there once again. Out of a moving truck, Mija falls and survives. <laughs> Just saying. She is very injured though, because Jay has to like pull her out of the way of the truck. Yeah, they need time for her healing factor to kick in. <laughs> She's X twenty three. This is a cool part, too, because we, we find out that the truck um, is being driven by Kay, who's come to rescue them and help them out. And he saves Jay and uh, and Mija. And this kind of goes back to that thing I was saying, like, even if you fall off the wagon accidentally, you can still get back on. Like, he made a mistake, but he was still able to come and continue doing the right thing after that. So, if you know, if you have, you know, th- there is space to slip up because even if you just like eat plant-based six days out of the week and and on the seventh day you fucking go ape shit which kind of what my fiance does um you know you're (laughs) still that's six days that you're not contributing to all of the 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 negative effects of factory farming yeah it's why meatless mondays started right like meatless monday is a huge thing because the whole world knows how much you can help the environment, the planet, you know, just by choosing not to eat meat one day out of the week. One day. Just a huge difference. Just like how one day is all it took for Oakja to get PTSD. <sighs> yeah. So uh, so we see that they're going right to the source of the problem right now. And, uh, and there's a comical part here, too, because I think oh, yeah. uh, Jay had sent the K uh, translation is sacred. And Kay got that tattooed on his arm or, like, engraved on his arm, which was kind of funny. That was nice. And, uh, you know, I just love the way, like, he's yelling at the nurse to take care of them. And, uh, you know, the not the, not the way he's yelling at the nurse, but, like, he just has such a mannerism about him that's hilarious. And it's really fun to see that because normally we've seen him in The Walking Dead. We really haven't gotten to see uh, a lot of his other comedy chops because, you know, it's pretty yeah. much been drama and a little bit of humor. Yeah, it's a good it's a good role for him. So, speaking of roles, they roll on up to the to the slaughterhouse where, you know, Meech is going to try and find Okja in a sea of of super pigs. Like this, this is when it gets really bad. Like you see all of all of these um, super pigs that are there, and they're just being moved into the slaughter. And I believe the reasoning was because Tilda Swinton's character Lucy gives up uh, control of what's happening in Mirando to, I want to say, Nancy. Is that her sister's name? Um, Maybe. Yes, Nancy. Yep. Awesome. Yep, it's definitely Phew. Nancy. Okay, cool. Um, Good job. Eh, you know, I do my best, Um, which isn't much. So, uh, so yeah, so <laughs> once again, Nancy, she's the colder of the two. She's like, move all the super pigs into production right now. Uh, blah blah blah, and I don't remember exactly what the reasoning was. They probably went into it, but I, I was still very much well, well. All the bad publicity from the video that was that was leaked from uh, from the the rape of Okja and the abuse she she you know suffered. They realized all this marketing bullshit wasn't going to work, and she said, "Let's just you know screw the marketing. Let's just go straight to the to the butchering." Uh, and her assistant says, "You know, are you sure they'll eat it?" She goes, "If it's cheap, they'll eat it." Ah, that's that's a really good point, you know, and, uh, you know, feeding into the whole just it, it is a class thing as well. We saw it in Parasite that they ate junk food when they were poor. 
And we see it in real yep. life too that like, and it will come up at the end of the episode when I answer one of the questions, like, unfortunately, healthier food is more expensive. To a degree though, because uh, you, you can go to a supermarket, you can get rice, beans, lentils, uh, broccoli, bananas, like you can get like produce cheap when you start getting those vegan alternatives where it gets expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know that firsthand, you know? Uh, yeah. It's nice to splurge, but. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Um, but yeah, and, and also uh, Nancy says a little later on, she goes like, oh, this part of the of the super pig is for the rich people. This part's for these people. Mexicans love the feed, of course. Like, just really fucked up shit. Uh, like, people are being exploited and don't even know about it. Like, just in the food they yep. eat. Um. But but what happens a little before that is uh is you know we Mija goes into the slaughterhouse and gets a look at how everything's done and these are images taken directly out of slaughterhouse videos. Uh, look it up yourself if 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 that's yeah. what you want to do. Um, well, to to get this as accurate as possible, uh, Bong Joon Ho he watched a bunch of slaughterhouse videos and then him and the producer actually went to a slaughterhouse in Colorado to experience it firsthand. Oh. Um, and it was so devastating. They actually went vegan for the remainder of the production um, because he said the smell of death was so intense it followed him back to New York where they were shooting the movie. Wow, that is that is intense. Ugh. Yeah, like it was uh, pretty crazy. Shuddering at that, but he—he, he, you know, he's not—he was not vegan beforehand. He—he he just wanted to be as accurate as possible. You know, he wanted to show the conditions, and that's—that's that's a big move too, because you know th- this movie is pretty straightforward. Um, you know, like you said, they don't—they don't paint people who eat meat as the devil, uh, but they do definitely bring up that that this corporation is taking advantage of so many people to continue to build on a fortune that doesn't need building on anymore. No, it, it doesn't, you know, and uh, as Mija goes to the slaughterhouse and she's trying to find Okja, you know, she sees these super pigs being, you know, cut in half, being, uh, you know, dragged on a hook. She sees them being shot in the head. Um, and then Okja is coming up next. And, you know, obviously she wants to do anything she can to save, Save Okja, and she's trying to stop the man who's going to shoot her by showing a picture of her with Okja as a baby. Yeah. And the guy the guy stops, you know? Like, it definitely stops him. It speaks to him for a minute. Um, and this is where Tilda Swinton comes in, right, with her with her entourage. Yes, not not less evil Tilda Swinton, but more evil Tilda Swinton. More evil Tilda yeah, Swinton. Just as, the most evil yes, Tilda Swinton. Uh, the darkest Tilda, uh, just as uh, Okja's about to get Javier Bardemmed. From um, No Country for Old Men. <laughs> you know, and, and Mija and, um, and J&K, they're like, please don't do this. Like, you have enough money. Like, you know, why are you trying to kill Okja? And she just says, it's a business. Like, it's not a personal thing. But at the end of the day, she's here to make money. And that's, that's what it's all about with these kind of corporations. You know, and she says, we can't, we can only sell the dead ones. You know, it, that was a it, good it's point. It's the only ones we can sell. That was a really good point. Yeah, I agree. Which, uh, which she she finds out that's not necessarily the case as the as the movie progresses. Yeah, yeah. She also says it's all edible except for the squeal, which I thought was a great oh, line. Really, because I think that idea that if people could see it, if they could hear it, they could see you know what was happening. Maybe they wouldn't want to buy this meat, but you know they don't. They just get the meat and that's it, and they buy it and they eat it, and it's over with. Yeah, and that that 
that moment with the picture that that really got me too because you know that's okja as, as an adorable like little pup you know uh, yeah and this little girl and i don't want to say like you you know you can see animals as people and stuff like that because obviously they're not they're not people we're people um but you know just just once again think about that that relationship you you have with an animal or maybe you've had with several animals maybe you love to ride horses maybe you know you've had multiple pets and just know that anybody can have that relationship with any of the livestock we regularly slaughter for me. I mean, my personal perspective is that animals are more pure than humans. You know, you, uh, you, you no matter what kind of day you're having, you can come home to your pet and they're going to love you equally. You know, people, people don't do that. Um, and I think Oak just showed that kind of love to Amicia through the 10 years they were together. Um, so it's, it's a special bond. Really? Really? So, yeah, uh, they didn't really go into the fact that these uh, workers uh, might be traumatized from the work they're doing. But what was an interesting move, they brought in the amazing Giancarlo Esposito for this, you know, for this little character role here. And he plays such a good villain. He gives great villain Giancarlo. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's from Breaking Bad, Mandalorian. He he ends up, uh, you know, he's speaking Spanish to the laborers there because most likely this is undocumented labor that they're using because, you know, it's cheap. It's all about money and, you know, they don't care who they're hurting in the process. Yeah. I mean, we see several workers and they're all Hispanic, right? They, none of them are speaking English. They're, they're talking to uh media in Spanish, you know? So yeah, it's, that's a, that's a great point. I think so. To quote you from before. I agree. I, <laughs> I agree. And actually, let's just use that to go back to where we're at with COVID-19 and, uh, and the meat shortage. I remember I was uh, watching on, on the news, uh, Trump, he was like, oh, well, you know, because you know how he has to exaggerate everything, right? He's like, you know, the, the, the meat corporate, you know, the meat factories, they're very clean right now, cleaner than they've ever been before, blah, 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 like cleaner than they were. And I'm like, dude, you fucking idiot. Like, like in in his own way, he just told everybody how unsanitary the process is. Yep. He was like, "Oh, they're cleaner than they were before." Like, motherfucker, they weren't clean before. What are you talking about? Like, I know. I'm like, what kind of conditions are we talking about here? You know. And so, um, Oak just about to get uh, domed pretty hard by uh, by the Harvey Bardem gun, and <laughs> Mija speaks the only language that that uh, that Mirando knows. And she takes out that solid gold pig, slides it across the floor, and says, I want to use this pig to buy Okja. And Nancy agrees. Yeah, she does. She says, she not only agrees, but she says, uh, let's make sure they get home, they both get home safely. You know, like, like all of a sudden, like, wow, that, that's a client. You know, let's take care of them. Like, like she just switches gears so quickly. Yeah, and then, like, finds out, guess what? There is money in uh, the selling of live versions of these super pigs. Yeah, I mean, I think the message that, that Bong Joon-ho is trying to get across here isn't, you know, go vegan or anything like that, but that these these major corporations that run our country, our world, um, that have, a, you know, a big hand in the meat and dairy industry, they are trying to make money, and life does not matter to them. Animal life human life it doesn't matter yep. whatever will make them money so if if they have to sell dead animals or a plant-based product or whatever it is 
however they can make the most money, they will do it. Which is why, you know, by living a plant-based lifestyle, you can actually influence this. Like right now, like we're at a much different spot than we were three years ago when you and I went vegan. Like we we have uh, yeah. we have companies major, you know, Burger King has the Impossible Burger. White Castle has the Impossible Burger. A bunch of places have the Beyond Burger. They're coming up. They're they're adopting like real meat substitutes and real dairy substitutes to reach uh, a larger base uh, of clientele of customers. So I mean, you can go to almost any restaurant, any restaurant. They will have a veggie burger, a Beyond Burger. They'll have something. You know, and, and there's just so many products coming out. You can go anywhere and find a vegan alternative. Uh, and I think it just goes to show just how much that lifestyle is on the rise um, and, and, you know, how much we can make a difference in these companies. I mean, they're pouring so much money into, you know, vegan food. And given enough time, who's to say that if there's just no longer a market for meat? these corporations won't just shift their product. I think they absolutely would. That they don't care. They do not care. They just want to make the money. You know, so if if that is where the money is to be made and vegan products, that's where they're going to go. Speaking of going, uh Mija is uh is is going home now. She's on her way out and she's walking with Okja and it's really another bittersweet moment that uh you know Bong Joon-ho is so great at delivering. We see that she still gets to have her super pig, her friend, but there are thousands of other super pigs that are ready to go to the slaughter in the same place. Yeah, they don't have they don't have a media. They don't have anyone that that cares about them that will help them. Um, this is the moment that actually broke me. Was this I, it? I was. Oh man, at both times. Like <laughs> I've seen the movie twice, and it it just fucking destroyed me. Tell me about it. Uh, so Mija and Okja are, are leaving. They're being escorted out. They're going home. And there's a family, a family of super pigs. And there's a little baby one. They're walking along the electric fence. And the parents of this baby super pig actually, you know, they push the electric fence up and they roll out the baby to Okja and Mija. And, uh, you know, they're basically asking them to take the baby to safety because they know they're going to die. They can hear the screams inside the slaughterhouse. They, they know what's coming. And again, it shows the intelligence of them. Yeah, they're not you stupid. Know, they know they can't. No, they can't save themselves, but maybe they can save this child. Uh, and <laughs> I think Oksha actually puts the child in her mouth yes. so that the guards won't see it. Um, and you know, they walk, they walk along and the parents are walking along on the other side of the electric fence, watching them. And it's this really sad moment where, you know, <sighs> they're never going to see them again. Yeah. They're going to be butchered, but at least they know their child is safe. Yeah. That, that really was, that was a rough moment. And, you know, let's go back to that idea of how do you legitimize an animal's existence? It, now let's say it's not by their intelligence. Is it now by their capacity to love? Because, yeah, you know, animals do have children and animals do have connections to those children. If you consider that love or not, I guess that's on you. But, you know, the connections we have to each other, we called love when in fact, guess what? They're also fucking chemical reactions that are built into us over years of evolution and survival. So, you know, animals are kind of right there with us, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you ask any human parent, just about any human parent who's a decent human parent, <laughs> they will they will do anything for their child. They would most of them would die for their child. Yes, and we we see that right here, and it's like 
what separates us? You know, what really separates us? We would both die for our child. You know, that, 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 that shows everything right there. Like, aren't they worthy of living? And this moment I also uh, noted, like, is saving one enough? And then, of course, there was another one that they were able to save. But, like, is that enough? You know, and it just kind of, I guess, makes, you know, makes you think, right? Like, if I go vegan, but my entire family doesn't, or or I go plant-based for several days a week and still eat meat on other days, like, is it enough? Well, guess what? To Mija, it is. It is, yeah. And, you know, she goes home with uh, with Ocha and this other little super pig. And, uh, you know, they find happiness again, right? Like they're, they're living on the mountain and now they're raising this little baby who's very playful and you see it jumping into the water and running around with, with food. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of happiness at the end of this really long, sad journey. And Mija is not upset at her grandpa at all, it seems. so. <laughs> She's not upset at her Whatever. grandpa. He, listen, he did give her the golden pig that saved Ocha, so She stole it, but yes, technically he did give it to her and put <laughs> it in her possession before that. Now, um, I have a question for you. Do you think Mija is still going to eat animals after this whole thing is up? That That is a really interesting question. I, I don't know. I, I would say, oh, well. I would say no. You know, for me, like going to that slaughterhouse, seeing what happened to these animals, I would say no. You know, I would want to fight that corporate greed and and this horrible, horrible stuff. But uh, Bong Joon Ho, I think I mentioned earlier, he actually went vegan when he went to the slaughterhouse, right? Yes, yeah. And you he, mentioned that. he said, um, so I actually have a quote here from him. And it was when he went back to Korea. He said, you know, I'm from South Korea, and Korea is a barbecue paradise. He points out even Mija's favorite food is chicken stew, if you'll notice. What I did want to oppose is how tragic it is to have animals be part of this capitalistic mass production system. For them, every day is a holocaust. Uh, and, and wow. you know, he he did wind up going back and eating meat. Um, but I think he's more aware of, of the of the effects of of the meat industry. Um, last I heard, he's actually a pescatarian now. Uh, as he's trying to give up meat, he definitely reduces his consumption of it. But, you know, I, like he said, it's this capitalistic mass production system. This is, you know, this is what it's all about. And, uh, you know, I don't know. People like him still found a way to eat meat afterwards. So maybe Mija will. But I think her connection to Ocha and the things she saw probably changed her. I think she actually goes pescatarian. That was my assumption. I could see yeah. that. Absolutely. I think, you know, that that makes sense. A lot of people do, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's it's a little different for them to eat fish. Yeah, like we're a little more able to relate to mammals, I guess, but not necessarily sea life. Yeah. You know, for me, I just actually couldn't stand seafood that like at all. So, yeah, same. yeah so <laughs> it, it was that that was nothing for I, I I'd. I'd rather be vegan than pescatarian, even if given the option. Yep, same. Okay, so so we also had the post credits moment, which is which is really funny. You watched it this time, right? I, I watched it both times actually. Okay. Yeah, I rewatched it this time too. So yeah, we see that um, despite them trying to do the right thing, they still technically broke the law, so they were in jail. Uh, both J and K, they make their way out of jail, and they're on this bus. You find that their whole crew from before is still alive, which is awesome. Yeah, which is great. And not only are they still alive, but they have one new member. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, the truck driver from much earlier in the film that had been transporting Ocha originally to the airport. 
Um, and he's, he was hilarious. You know, he was like, he basically was like, fuck this corporation. Like, I don't like working for them. I'm quitting anyway. He started a, a website called like Miranda is uh, fuck.com. Yeah. Miranda was fuck.com. It was awesome. Uh, and what's, <laughs> he was he was hilarious. And what's so funny is like toward you know the earlier part of the film when we first get introduced to him. He seems so apathetic to everything, and he's not going and he's not like really talkative at all. But he's super talkative now. Like you can't get him to shut up. Yeah, exactly. He just he loves to talk. That's all he wants to do. He's I guess he's energized, excited about something. Yeah, I think so. Now that he's found like something to actually commit himself to. Well, he made a comment right when when all this was going down when when. Uh, when the Animal Liberation Front was taking Ocha, um, and his boss told him to chase after them. And he said, uh, he kept asking him, do you even have, like, your license, you know? And he's like, I have my license, but I don't have workers' comp. So it just goes to show, like, this this corporation probably didn't treat their employees very well. And I think that's a big part of why he makes this decision. Damn straight. You know, and they're... And this group is still fighting the power. It's awesome. They explain the next mission they're going to do. You know, so even though, like, me me just back home doing her thing, and she kind of has this moment uh, where she does wonder, and they don't tell you that she does, but you just kind of know. Like, she looks at her super pigs that are there with her right now back home, but she can't really stop thinking about the other ones that she saw. Uh, but you know, luckily the ALF is still out there fighting the good fight. And as they approach, uh, this, this destination to do the job, the mission, they start putting on their ski masks one by one. And everyone on the bus is putting on their ski masks, except this old woman who's looking around like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then at the end, they give the mask to the woman and she takes it. And, and that's, that's the final scene. That's the, <laughs> the post credit scene. I love that. There's always like a weird, dark humor to Bong Joon-ho's films. And, uh, you know, I definitely see it here, which which was funny. It kind of leaves you on like a funny, happy note. It really does. Uh, so we're going to move on to the question and answer portion of this podcast. I cast out a net earlier asking people on social media what their questions about veganism were. And um, I want to tackle them with you. Are you down for this Q&A, Ty? I am down. I also threw the question out and got a couple of responses, so uh, I will I will put them into the mix as well. Awesome. So so I'll read one of mine first. I said, "What are some questions you have about veganism?" And uh, my friend Tim, fellow disc golfer, by the way, he said, "Are you hungry all the time?" My answer is, I have a joke answer and I have a real answer. My joke answer is yes, but that's just because of the weed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also because I use food to fill a void that is left from childhood. But um, no, on the real, uh, <laughs> as far as like eating vegan food goes, I'm not hungry all the time at all. Like, uh, and I we get a few similar questions here, so we'll just browse by them later. But um, but no, I'm not hungry all the time. I've found a diet that works for me, and I think if you saw me in person, you'd be like, yeah, this guy eats. He's <laughs> he's not hungry all the time. Yeah, I think it depends what you eat. You know, if you're going to eat just bowls of cereal and potato chips, you're probably not going to be satisfied. But if you're eating like a really uh, balanced meal, it can be pretty filling. You know, you do have to eat a little bit extra vegetables, but I think it balances out because the, the veggies aren't so bad for you. So, you know, I find myself very full. I usually don't even finish my dinner in one sitting. I usually have to save some of it for another sitting. So um, more than ever, <laughs> I think I am definitely satisfied uh, and not that hungry when I eat. 
There you go. So that's your answer, Tim. Uh, what's one of your questions, Ty? Um, so I threw out a little bit of a different question. It was similar, but I put, um, hey, all, I'm curious, what are some questions you have about veganism? And for vegan friends, what are some common questions you get? Uh, so one of my friends, Zach, said, do you miss meat? No, I can't imagine ever going back, and there are good enough substitutes these days to combat cravings, which I definitely agree with. Um, I do not miss meat at all. I can't ever, ever, ever picture myself eating meat again. Um, I actually went to Peru. I guess it's going on two years now. Um, and a lot of people told me, oh, they're known for their meat. You got to have meat while you're there. Nope. I didn't, I didn't find myself, uh, missing it at all. There was a ton of great restaurants that had plenty of, uh, vegetables and, and vegan food. Um, and, and there's so many, like the Impossible Burger, the Beyond Burger, um, even like, Trader Joe's and Whole Foods brand foods have like chicken and, and all kinds of substitutes. Um, I never find myself missing meat. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of a trick question too. Cause so I'll pose the whole, um, well, why do you guys try to make it look like it's meat? Blah, blah, blah. You must miss meat. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, my, my answer to that is just, I, when I was eating meat, I loved the texture and the taste of that thing. If I can still have a similar texture and taste without, um, all of the gross shit that comes with it and without it being dead flesh, then I'll just do that. Exactly. Like we like the flavor of it. You know, it wasn't, we didn't stop because we didn't like it. And I'd say for the most part, uh, it is kind of a social thing for me too. Like you have, when you really think about it, uh, how many foods do you relate to good memories in your life? How many times do you go out with friends and it's to eat all the time? Like, um, you know, that's that, that's the part that I try to have some normalcy for. But, you know, like you said, with with all of the substitutes they have now, it's very easy for me to go to a barbecue and bring my own stuff and and still enjoy it just as much. Yeah. And I, I think it's great what you said about finding those memories. Uh, one of my friends, Craig, you know, he said that to me. He said, when I eat a burger, I remember, you know, good memories growing up. You know, I remember, you know, going to McDonald's and getting a Big Mac, you know, and now I can have it as a plant-based burger. And he said to me, you know, when someone says, are you going to eat a burger? This is what I think of, you know, not the animal flesh. This is my burger. You know, there's that, that's what it is to me. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you know, you can get those memories from a lot of these plant-based alternatives. Yeah. There's no, there's no missing the meat. Uh, I will admit it's weird, but sometimes I have dreams about eating meat and I feel so fucked up in the dreams because I'm like, oh, my God, I ate meat. Like, it's so funny, too, because, like, in a real-life situation, it just would never and has never happened that I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I accidentally ate a rack of ribs. Like, but dreams are <laughs> ridiculous. And then when I wake up, like, I'm like, oh, like, I, I, I don't even want it. I don't, I don't want that. Maybe something in my subconscious still relates to it. But like, I think that's, actually, that's more of a fear than anything else, like, that I'll accidentally eat something. That's interesting. I've never had that. To be honest, I never get the cravings. I think it's because I'm eating more flavorful food than I've ever had before. That's that's a good point. That's true. So my friend Goldie, she says, do vegans have oral sex? It's an animal byproduct. So um, <laughs> I can't answer for every vegan. But what I can say is that this vegan does have oral sex and it's considered cruelty free. So, yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, so one of my friends, Max, said that he went vegan for four years once. And when he got drunk, he got two Big Macs and it was the best burger in his life. Um, it's pretty sad, but he thinks that he always wanted to have meat for those four years and finally did it and found it fully satisfying. 
He's not saying McDonald's is good or anything, but he prefers to eat his own stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't get those cravings. I can't picture myself doing that. I'm going on uh, a little over three years now as a vegan. I don't have those meat cravings, so I don't picture myself doing that. Um, listen, you know, uh, it's it's not for everybody. I've heard of people who've gone vegan. They get those cravings and their body's telling them that that's what they want. Uh, I You know, I'm not going to argue with that. You do what you want to do. Um, but for me, uh, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I think the easiest way to avoid those cravings is to just educate yourself as much as possible. Because like if you've ever done a diet or something, you always have a moment in your diet where you can cheat a little. You know what I mean? Oh, I'll have a cheat day. I'll yeah. break it. You know, I'll grab this. I'll grab that. Uh, for me, at least with veganism, there was no cheat day and there didn't have yeah. to be. I didn't want those things. Because I had educated myself, like I literally rewired my brain to believe that meat was gross. Yeah, which you have to. Yeah, which it is, and so it's it's like saying like, all right, like I know I'm not eating carbs, but I really want that hunk of uh, dog shit on the ground. Like that, that's the <laughs> equivalent right there. Um, I think it's really important to eat the right foods, you know, like I feel like so many people when they first go vegan, they think um, eating like French fries and potato chips uh, and like that's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't know or like pasta. They're like very simple, boring food. Like once you like really learn like all that you can make. I mean, I literally was the pickiest eater ever and now i eat so much so much flavorful food i eat different um different cuisines from around the world i i'll eat uh um you know japanese food now i'll eat peruvian food uh salvadorian food um korean food italian food you name it like i will give it a try uh and there's just so much like flavor to be had if you just know like what you're eating. And I think a big part of that can be like, you know, being willing to cook and learn or, or knowing someone that can cook that stuff for you. But <laughs> you, um, yeah. if you're willing to, yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's an amazing yeah. cook. So I'm very lucky, uh, you know, and her family, all great cooks, but like, you know, if you, if you put the time into it, you can really find some delicious, satisfying food. Yeah. On my end, like I, so I love food, even without adding meat to every meal food, I still, have a borderline unhealthy relationship with like I work my entire day around what I'm going to eat so having not delicious food like having gross food just isn't an option for me and more times than none I will find better stuff in my kitchen than I'll find in a lot of restaurants unless they're vegan specific Uh, but I've become just so much of a better cook in switching to a plant-based diet like uh, I've just ex- expanded my boundaries uh, in 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 the culinary arts, if you will. <laughs> uh, so my friend Michael, uh, I'm not sure if he wants me to use his last name. Mike, you know who you are. We both like Dragon Ball Z. He said, "What are some low calorie vegan protein sources?" And then our friend from high school, Amanda, said, "And to add to that, what protein sources would you recommend outside of tofu?" So um. I'm not sure if you've seen me or not, but uh, I'm, I might not be the person to go to for low calorie um, anything. <laughs> uh, you know, when I first did go vegan, I, I lost uh, 40 pounds. because. But the main reason is because, A, I was eating complete trash before I made the change. Like, it was a very drastic shock to my body. And B, because I didn't know what you could eat. So I was, I was yeah. keeping a very limited diet. It, luckily, it wasn't you know, French fries, potato chips, and cereal all the time. Uh, But, you know, I basically just made my own bean patties, 
like, you know, my own bean burgers. And and that was it. That was all I ate. Um, you know, now I, I eat a lot of high calorie food. Uh, so so but, but my my opinion would be and if you can't think of anything off the top of your head after I'm done, but my opinion would just be uh, Google it, you know, Google low calorie vegan protein sources. Um, and uh, to uh, Francis or Amanda's question, uh, I'm not sure what she wants to go by. What protein sources would I recommend outside of tofu? Pfft, uh, everything. Tempeh, seitan. And that's those are just like kind of substitutes a little bit. Personally, my go-to is beans. I love beans and I love using chickpeas and everything I can get my hands on. Beans are a huge protein source. And you find out that pretty much everything has protein in it to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, beans and legumes are a huge, huge way to get protein. You can get them from peanuts, soy, quinoa, edamame, chickpeas, lentils, split peas. Um, like you said, seitan, you know, there's there's a lot of options. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, you get beans and veggies, you get you can get plenty of protein, especially if you're you're eating the correct portions and, and the right amount throughout your day. You'll, you'll have no issue. Do you want to do one of your questions now? Yeah. So I've got, did you notice any health benefits after switching, like more energy, more awareness or less sickness? Um, so you, you said you lost a bunch of weight. I actually lost a bunch of weight as well. Like immediately after going vegan, I lost about 30 pounds. Um, again, it was a shock to my system as well. I couldn't believe like the weight was just dropping off. I was not exercising or anything like that. Um, it was, it was pretty shocking. Um, I also, I'm sure you can attest to this. I was sick a lot throughout my life. I got a lot of sinus infections, uh, uh, strep throat, um, you name it. I was always out sick from school yep. for most of my life. Um, the last three years, I've been fairly healthy. I really don't get a lot of uh, colds or sinus infections, maybe like one a year if that. So um, whether that's from that or not, I don't know, but it definitely seems to um, have helped my, my, my immune system really uh, get bolstered a little bit. Yeah, I think that one of the first things I noticed was that my mental status improved. Um, and at the time I attributed it to this, uh, kind of hippie fantasy of like, well, I'm not putting, uh, negative things into my body and therefore I have a positive, uh, mindset, which, you know, may very well have been true. Uh, then it turns out that there's depression. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's also a thing, but that's, <laughs> you know, that, that's unrelated to the whole veganism thing. Uh, but even after like I started gaining that weight back, I didn't gain all of it back. You know, but even after I started um, gaining a lot of it back from fine, I was like, oh, geez, French fries are fucking vegan. Great. Oh, they have vegan. <laughs> they have a vegan version of this. Let me have that. They have vegan mac and cheese. Let me eat that. You know, even after yep. I gained yep. it back, like I went to the doctor for uh, a physical, the first physical I've had in years. And they were like, uh, no, you're like cholesterol is really healthy. Like you're at a really good place. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like other than just being like physically fat, everything else is fine. Yeah, I mean, I had the same thing. My doctor told me I have to lose weight, but my cholesterol is great. My blood pressure is great. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, and I did have the same kind of clarity, mental clarity. You start to kind of um, see the world a little differently. I, I attest a lot of um, the way the way I can intelligently think about things now to to definitely you know uh, going to the vegan diet and being able to just have a clearer head. Um, and I also just want to point out that was from Mickey, that question. I'm not sure if I said that, but thank you, Mickey. Ooh, Mickey has one on mine too, but I uh, will get to that Ooh. in a little bit. So this is from Sam. She says, 
What is the vegan status of white sugar and liquid smoke? I've been told for years white sugar isn't vegan because of bone in the filtration process or ash from animal bone as a whitener. A lot of meat-free dishes also use liquid smoke a lot to create a sense of savory umami. I was told in culinary school that liquid smoke is made from washing the gunk that builds up on the inside of a smoker. Since industrial smokers process meat, is that gunk considered vegan? What do you think, Ty? Um, I'll be honest. I don't know much about liquid smoke, but uh, yeah, I mean, you you know, if you have a shared grill, right, with a product that you some people don't consider it vegan then because it, it's touching um, touching meat, you know, on the grill. So I guess you could consider that not vegan. Yeah. So you, you were the first one to tell me about this whole, um, uh, the sugar, white sugar and white flour. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar. Yep. It's because of the bone char. So that is not considered vegan because of the way it's processed. That's correct. Um, but I, I have heard that, uh, organic sugar is vegan. Oh, okay. So that's good to know. Yep. Organic sugar and, and brown sugar, like any other sugar version, but not white sugar. Just plain white sugar. And then she also followed up with uh, the white sugar question also leads to what candy bars are vegan? Lecithin, a common emulsifier in tons of processed food, is typically made from eggs. Uh, great question. When I look at my stuff, I just look up uh, to see if it has soy lecithin in it. Lecithin in it. So if it says soy lecithin, I'm taking it as vegan. You know, and honestly, like candy bars and stuff, I just see if it says vegan on it. Or I'll do a quick check through. Uh, there is also the argument of if it's processed on equipment that contains, you know, eggs and, and dairy, like, is that something you want to eat? I think that it's that's a choice that you can make for yourself. There are hardcore vegans who will not eat anything that says, like, may contain or is processed on shared equipment. I I am not one of those vegans. I do try to live realistically. And, you know, for me, it's. It's not financially feasible to always eat things that I know are 100, like, like comfort foods uh, that I know 100% don't, don't have any interaction with animal products whatsoever. Um, you know, I wish I could say I was, but that's just not where I'm at in life. I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know, I think you got to pick your battles a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm choosing not to eat meat or dairy. Um, and, you know, if it's on... Shared equipment. Sometimes you gotta you gotta decide if it's worth having that product or or not being able to find an alternative that you can afford or or that's accessible to you. So, um, you know, I I usually will will still partake in those products, but you know, there's all different levels, and, and each person is unique in in their viewpoint on that. What's your next question? All right, I have from uh, Andrea. Where do you get your protein? Beans, legumes, and believe it or not, veggies. So again, similar question to what you had. Um, but yeah, beans, legumes, uh, veggies give you plenty of protein. Um, and somebody replied, that's a classic meat industry lie. So I think, uh, you know, it's, it's common for a lot of people who don't understand veganism or, or the plant-based diet to be like, well, you can't get protein. You know, you have to get it from meat. And it's, uh, that's not accurate. A lot of animals get their protein from the food that they eat. Uh, sometimes being vegetables. So, you know, that's which then gets passed on to us anyway. So, you know, it's it's not just all for me. Yeah, just cut out the middleman and eat, you know, eat the same stuff that they're eating to get their protein from. Yep, that's it. So Mickey uh, commented on mine as well and said, when you order or make something to eat, how nervous are you that you're unknowingly having some unadvertised animal product? You know, like like you said before, you, you have to pick your battles. You have to know what you're eating. Uh, there are times, basically the time that I'm most nervous about it is when I would go out to eat at a restaurant or something 
Uh, sometimes I don't want to inconvenience the people, the servers, by asking for every single item that's in whatever they're whatever they're serving. Uh, sometimes I'll go by a rule of thumb, honestly. Like I'll be like, all right, on the most part, uh, you know, like bagels are going to be made with yeast and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and I'll know like what bagels are sometimes made with whey, which I just won't get that kind. But uh, you know, I, I usually go with like a rule of thumb, like, all right, ninety percent of this item is usually made without any animal products. You know, I'll you know, I'll I'll order this item or I'll you know, I'll ask them, like, is it on a shared grill? Can you make it with oil instead of making it with butter? That kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, it is it is something that we do get nervous about, or at least I do. Uh, I've known uh, close friends who, like, I'm like, all right, let's go to a Chinese place. And they're like, well, some Chinese places use fish oil. And I'm like, uh, well, I worked at a Chinese place. We use canola oil. You know, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, like, you're really going to ruin everyone's day because you, this place might use fish oil. Like, um, you know, but that's but once again, that's their belief system. Who am I to say that they're being too extreme when I'm considered extreme by others? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, it's definitely something in the back of my mind. I do a lot of pre-planning. Uh, if I'm going to be going out to a restaurant, I will try to look up the menu online, um, pick out what I can have ahead of time, or I'll use a lot of different apps like Happy Cow to find places that have vegan um, options so that I don't have to worry when I go someplace. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, I, I might just avoid a place like Burger King. I've heard, you know, those are shared grills. So, you know, I tried it a few times and decided maybe I don't need to eat from there. So I haven't been there in a while uh, to get the Impossible Burger for, for that reason. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's something you have to be worried about. It could be tough. You know, when I, I mentioned going to Peru, I don't speak Spanish. So that was a, that was a kind of a, a scary thing as I'm trying oh, to make yeah. sure things are vegan. And, you know, uh, my girlfriend's trying to translate, but sometimes it's a little hard to, uh, to remember what specific words, you know, translate for that for her. So um, there's a part day where I was by myself. So I was walking around asking for, you know, vegetarian food. I'm going to have vegetarian food, like just trying to find a place that had it. And I did. Oh, man. Uh, but wow. yeah, you definitely, you know, I, I know for a fact now that there's probably two items I had that had some dairy in it. Um, but at the time, you know, I wasn't able to get a clear answer and I, I thought that I wasn't. So, it, you know, it happens, but you try to do the best you can. And even then, like, at least it wasn't like, oh, you're eating some rice and, oh, crap, I accidentally ate an entire rotisserie chicken. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, all right, this roll you had might have had some butter in it. Ah, that sucks. You know, I wouldn't openly try to do that. But, you know, I did the best I could and, and thought I made the right choice. But obviously I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Is your your net you your question is up next? Um, I don't have any. So oh, let's do some of your questions or Here you can go. just keep going. All right. My friend S.H., Oh, I forgot her actual full first name because <laughs> I met her through a Facebook group. Whatever. We don't know each other in person. Do alternate protein sources fill you the same way? Sounds sexual, but <laughs> yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, absolutely. Um, it, I mean, it's interesting this protein question gets brought up a lot. Like, like protein is considered the most in, the most important resource ever, but it's like, you know, you do have people who eat food that, like has no protein, like they'll eat pizza all day and drink soda or whatever, um, you know, but then ask you like, oh, like, how do you get your protein? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like that wasn't really important to you before. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is interesting how the protein question keeps coming up. Like, um, you know, do you ask somebody, oh, how do you get your potassium? How do you get your calcium? <laughs> like, yeah, no, I agree. But I do find, you know, I could have a plate of rice and beans 
and it, it can fill me right up. So absolutely, you know, like you, you really, you find some, some filling protein sources, um, which can be not even alternate vegan products. It could just be like, you know, lentils and, and beans and stuff. I find that stuff very filling. Yeah. Let me bring it back to the chickpeas real quick. So they make vegan mayonnaise now. Hellman's makes vegan mayonnaise now. I think it's probably one of the cheapest on the market if you're going for that. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll take some of that Hellman's mayonnaise. I'll mash up some chickpeas with a fork. I'll throw in some cumin and whatever other spices I want, mix it all together. And now I have tuna fish sandwich. Like that was my favorite thing. Uh, one of my favorite things before I went vegan. So put that on some toast and yeah, like, like a chickpea tuna sandwich will fill you up. Absolutely. Uh, but also like, don't, you know, think about a balanced meal too. Like it's not just about the alternate protein sources. It's about what else you're eating with the meal. You know, what kind of carbs are you eating? What kind of vegetables are you eating? Am I 100% aware of a balanced diet every time I eat? Fuck no, I'm not. I want to eat good tasting food. And, uh, you know, but that, that's, that's not about the whole vegan thing. It's about, you know, my lifestyle and where I stand with my dietary, uh, habits. So the next question is from Derek. He says, when do you get your superpowers? Like in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, so yeah, there's this awesome, uh, scene in Scott Pilgrim where Michael Sarah's taken on Brandon Ralph and, uh, Brandon Ralph has psychic powers because he is a vegan and that makes him better. Than everyone else, uh, as you and I attested, you get your vegan superpowers pretty soon in. Like the way you feel about life is is just completely different. Like you you do kind of feel like a better person, not better than anybody else necessarily, but better than when bef when you your first previous went version of yourself, yeah. right? Like you you just feel like a better version of you, the best version of you. Um, and I actually, the day that I stopped craving cheese, I was able to start flying. So just a side note. Oh yeah. I forgot about that whole levitation thing. Yep. Yeah. That was big. Um, you know, I remember you told me you were like, oh, just make sure you get a lot of winter coats because, uh, what people don't take into account is the speed of flight and the altitude. It actually gets very cold. So <sighs> yeah, my lungs are great now though. So, all right, nice. So yeah, you get your superpowers pretty soon. Uh, Brit, she says, does it make you constipated or do you drop normal bombs? So uh, it definitely doesn't make you constipated. Uh, that's more something I've I've heard of with dairy. Like if you eat a lot of cheese, you will not be able to shit. You'll get constipated from that. Um, but no, I, I, I drop normal bombs. Now, what I will say, at least in my experience, is you, you do have to be aware of what you're eating. Like if you're eating food that has actual substance to it, you know, you're going to have some solid uh, thick dookies, you know, but if you are, you know, if you're eating like lots of loose stuff, like it's it's going to come out. It'll come out. Don't worry. It'll come <laughs> out. But, you know, it, it won't really be solid. So it just depends on, you know, what what kind of diet you have. What about you? How are how are your uh, how do you push a grumpy? I do feel overall my stool is more regular. If, if that, uh, that helps, I feel like I, I go more than I used to. So I think the dairy was definitely constipating me more than I realized. And so now you're like shitting every 10 minutes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that much, but I'm going a couple times a day and I'm like, man, it feels good to drop a grumpy. And, and, and they're, and they're healthy ones too. Like, um, you know, they had the whole, uh, um, squatty potty thing. I just use a step stool that I have in my house and I just, you know, unfold that bad boy in front of the in front of the toilet like you get the you get the right angle to not restrict your bowels 
and you just let like all the natural fiber that's in the plant-based foods you're eating just you know flush you out it's a, it's a good time it really is so my friend kirk says how did you get over the absence of dairy products uh you start this one off ty uh, so I think just stopping eating it, like I, I mentioned, I was really addicted to cheese. So, um, you know, just like any other addiction after a certain amount of time, you stop craving it, you know? So I was able to break those cravings by not eating it. Um, and I think they've, uh, found some really good alternatives. You know, I think there's some really great milk substitutes, you know, almond milk is, is solid. I love oat milk. I think oat milk is out of this world. Good. Um, there's a lot of better vegan cheese alternatives now. Um, chow cheese is really good. Daya's even stepped up their game. Follow your heart. There's some great ones out there. Um, so if I'm looking for like a vegan grilled cheese once in a while or something, uh, I, I can find a really good one. There's some awesome ones out there. Seriously. Uh, yeah, when I first went vegan, when you and I both did, they didn't really have a lot of great cheese products. Like they had the cheese products out there. But they didn't melt the same. And, you know, you never really think about it, but that is the selling point of cheese. Like, how does this cheese melt? And the, yeah. the alternatives they had were really garbage. So, you know, I went I went like a year without a grilled cheese. But when I finally found a cheese that melted and was good, like, oh, man, it changed everything. And um, I will say, like, once again, once you just convince yourself that, certain items are gross once you know that they're gross it's not really a matter of convincing yourself uh it's 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 a lot easier to not partake in them and especially when you realize like you know ty you brought up almond milk and oat milk substitutes like yet people think that's unnatural because they're used to drinking milk from other animals but that's the most unnatural thing you can do we're made to drink milk from our mothers when we're infants, and that's it. Like we, you know, like you said before, a cow's milk is made to turn a calf, you know, into what, a, like a, you know, a, a full-grown cow within a year. Human. Yeah, if you're about all the hormones and stuff in that, and you know, do you really want that in your body? Yeah, humans are not meant to drink that. They're just not. They're not meant to eat that. And it is, it is a real shame because we have figured out ways to make incredible cheeses, right? Like there, there's so many great dairy products out on the market uh, or great tasting, I should say, but, you know, but where they come from is is really terrible. So now we're, we're at a point where vegan science, as I'll call it, has been able to replicate that pretty well. You know, I do have friends that like I'll make food for them and, you know, once in a while they'll tell me like, oh, well, this isn't exactly, you know, like a pizza or this doesn't taste exactly. Uh, but I'll be honest, like at this point, I don't really remember what that stuff tastes like anyway. And I like it, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. My friend Sadie Stormborn, she is a cosplayer who did background work with me on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot in New Orleans. And uh, she didn't have a question. I know that she owns a pig. I'm not sure. I, I think she's vegan. I'm not sure. Maybe she just eats lots of vegan foods. Uh, you know, she has a pig as a pet. Uh, but she shared an app that she has suggested to tons of people. Basically, this app is called Is It Vegan? It's a scanner where you scan the barcode on food and it checks every ingredient in the food and it tells you if it's vegan right then and there. So it skips you the Google search that you always have to do when you first go vegan. Yeah, uh, she did actually mention that she is a vegan, by the way, in response to 
to that. So there you go. I'm not the app developer, just a random vegan. Oh, wait, no, she did say that. You're right. All right. So um, Allie, she said, uh, so she she is vegan in real life. When I first met her, she was vegetarian, uh, you know, even before I was. And then she went vegan, uh, honestly, probably shortly after you and I did, Ty. And um, and she said, where do you get your protein? Do you miss eating cheese? Do you ever eat meat secretly? How do you even live without pizza? Did you know if you don't eat meat, you'll have a stroke and die in your 40s? Just wondering if you have answers to these questions. Um, answer them quickly. We already did. Where do you get your protein? Everything. Everywhere that animals get. <laughs> yes. anywhere, Everywhere that your protein gets their protein from, that's where we get our protein from. Do you miss eating cheese? Nope, because I still eat cheese today. It's just not from dairy. Do you ever eat meat secretly? No. How do you even live without pizza? I still eat pizza, and it's delicious. It's just dairy-free and, and uh, meat-free pizza. Did you know if you don't eat meat, you'll have a stroke and die in your 40s? No, I didn't, and I don't believe it. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> The only thing I would say that uh, I don't agree with, I, I don't think vegan pizza is the same. Unfortunately, Let's a relax. vegan cheese pizza <laughs> never hits the same way as a regular cheese pizza because that a lot of times those cheese just doesn't melt the same. Um, that being said, I found some great pizzas, vegan pizzas, that have some amazing toppings. So if you're into toppings, vegan pizza is the way to go. But uh, a plain old cheese pizza, just not the same to me. Now, even if we went to Pizza Rev? Yeah, even Pizza Rev. Even if you had – now, I know the diet pizzas are – not great. Um, but what about the Amy's brand pizzas? Have you had those? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the, the frozen pizzas and stuff. I absolutely am. Now, that being said, though, if you did want to find a, a, you know, a vegan mozzarella that works for you, people could also just make their own pizzas at home and boom. Yeah, I do, I do that all the time. And you can make some pretty solid ones. But again, I got to put a lot of toppings on it. There you go. And you were always the plain pizza kind of guy, too. I was. It's interesting, right? Now I'm throwing like yeah. spinach and stuff on top. Ooh, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. You spinach on there. Um, and, you know, and even if that is the case, uh, you know, maybe I'm just accepting a lower standard of pizza. Or maybe not. Like, if that is the case for most of you, like, if you find that there is one item that just doesn't taste the same way it used to, small sacrifice to make, right? Definitely. Very small sacrifice. All right. My fiance asked, what food do you miss the most that you don't eat now? What are some vegan brands? Where do you shop? Well, we got a fiance? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just traded a gold pig for her last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, solid gold. So what food do I miss the most that I don't eat now? Buffalo wings, which is ironic because it was the most disgusting food I ever ate. But like, <laughs> if I'm out and I'm drunk, and I, I smell buffalo wings like they still I guess what that what pizza is for you. That's what buffalo wings are for me. Like I will I will always my mouth will always water no matter how gross I know it is. Um, But then like then again, I still do eat buffalo wings and tenders now they're just not made of chicken and see that's funny because i actually prefer vegan wings i find uh there's no mess you can eat the whole thing like i i it's got that same delicious flavor for me for me it's tough to eat the wooden stick that they serve it on but you know i get through it mm -mm. not if you go to the purple elephant wait are you serious or no they don't they don't have a stick in it you just eat the whole thing 
Oh, get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah, they found a way to just make it so that, like, the breading holds it up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty Yeah, good. so those, I mean, those are great. I think, for me, it's the accessibility. Like, because um, good vegan drumsticks, like buffalo drumsticks, are, are still pretty pricey right now. They are. And, you know, it's not like you're ever going to have a 25-cent wing night, you know, but uh, but I'll, I'll piggyback that into my next one. Uh, what are some vegan brands? You know, it's funny. I can only name the dairy ones off the top of my <laughs> head, uh, but there's Daya. Amy's has a lot of vegan-friendly stuff. Um, I can't name the, you know, there's Tofuti. Follow um, your heart. What What are those fucking? Follow your heart. What are the guys with the mustaches? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they do like the mac and cheese. Yeah, well, uh, Upton is that? Is it Upton? Upton Sinclair? <laughs> maybe. Oh god, I can't remember. But uh, you know, I'll go into that. Where do you shop? So honestly, I don't want to say like I shop at this brand of store and say every version of that store has like really good vegan options. It's really like a niche thing. Like you got to be like, yo, I love the stop and shop over <laughs> in Lake Grove or I like the, you know, this store over in this town. You know, no two stores will ever have the same I mean, I find stuff. most of them have the, the vast majority of the same stuff. I'm telling you, dude, there's a stop and shop out by me that has like amazing uh, um, an amazing vegan selection that I haven't seen at other huh. stop and shops. I feel like mine has an amazing selection. What if it just turns out that it is like every stop and shop? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, but then uh, I also go to Aldi, which Ugh. Aldi, for every reason, is a great place to shop price-wise and product-wise for what you're getting. You have some name brand stuff. You have some off-name brand stuff that's comparable. And they actually do have a lot of really, really great vegan options that are are pretty affordable. Uh, that And that blew me away because, you know, Aldi isn't really the place that you go to to find like, you know, the 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 big brands or anything like that. But like here they are, you know, serving up tenders and meatless meatballs and spicy meatless meatballs and you know veggie burgers and uh, you know chicken patties and and all this other stuff. They even have they even have like vegan cheese. They have vegan dips. They have vegan queso dip. Um, so Aldi is the sleeper uh my hot take is that all their vegan products suck i hate them all and i don't so those are <laughs> those are our conflicting hot takes yes. uh, to each other what would so so what about you what um what are you already mentioned pizza is like the big food you don't miss um you know where where do you shop for your food Ty? uh whole foods has probably the biggest selection of vegan products though it is expensive um uh-huh. i also shop at trader joe's uh, and stop and shop. Uh, and there's a kind of like a, it's not close to me, but it's on Long Island. It's called Cornucopia. They have a ton of vegan options as well. Oh, yes. Uh, on the South Shore by Sayville. Yes. In Sayville. Yep. All right. So, uh, my friend Tony, how long does it take before you get vegan powers? We mentioned uh, usually it's at the beginning, but if not, if you're a good vegan, usually in six months you'll get a membership card in the mail. Um, my friend Mindy said, I got one. Like one question, how? I need meat and cheese. Really a rhetorical question. I wanted to make you laugh. Ha 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 ha. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, how we pretty much answered that throughout the entire podcast about why we went vegan. And it's easy It's easy to stay plant-based or vegan because I, I honestly just find that shit gross now. Like now, since I'm, I've gotten tired of answering all the questions, if you were to be like, oh, why are you vegan? Like, it's as simple as just saying, like, oh, I think that stuff's gross. 
because like if somebody says I don't like tomatoes, you never go like, what? You don't eat tomatoes? You know, they just you just go, oh, they don't they think tomatoes are gross. That's it. So that's what I do now with meat. I'm just like, nope, it's gross to me. I don't like it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just easier than you think. It's a lot easier than you think. Um, I feel like I should be the poster child for veganism because I was literally the guy who ate meat in every meal. Like you talked about people earlier. Um, I could not eat a meal without meat. I could not eat a meal without dairy. I didn't eat spinach. I didn't eat uh, tomatoes. I didn't eat almost any vegetable or fruit you can imagine uh, besides potatoes and bananas would be the only ones I really ate. So uh, if I can go vegan and enjoy all this food, anybody can. Yeah, and that goes into this whole like, I need meat and cheese thought, which a lot of people do. And, um, you know, they have that sentiment and I know they don't like mean it this way, but like, I've heard it so many times now that it just kind of pisses me off. Not that specifically, not at you, Mindy, but there are people who are like, Oh, you're vegan. You know, I could never do that. I love blank too much. Yep. I love chicken too much. I love fish too much. I love, no one ever fucking says fish. I love cheese too much. <laughs> like it's sushi. It's, it's Here, I love those, sushi. I love sushi too much. And guess what? I love sushi too. You have any idea how many vegetable rolls they have at a bunch of places? Yo, sweet, potato, sweet potato rolls hit, let me tell you. Oh, they do. They do. Those those sweet potato rolls, those fucking, uh, for me, the peanut avocado rolls slap. Um, you know, get a little bit of Inari stuffed uh, tofu pockets oh, yeah. with rice. It's a good time. You know, I go, I go to all-you-can-eat sushi. I don't fuck around. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you think you need meat and cheese, but when really you just might need something that's meat-like and cheese-like. Because that's what it reminds you of. Like, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it goes back to your childhood. For me, my big catharsis was always making sandwiches. And um, guess what? I can still make sandwiches now as a means of self-medicating. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I don't have to have meat and dairy products to do it. All right. My friend Jay, who uh, I don't even know how I fucking met you. This was really... <laughs> Oh, this was another uh, Jay and Silent Bob thing. Jay, he said, does your mouth water the entire time you mow the yard? First off, super original question. Um, The second one is I can't afford a yard because (laughs) I've been beaten down by the system. No, um, so, uh, you know, I, I know it's a classic joke about vegans and everything like that. Once again, like as we've gone through in this podcast, we don't only eat vegetables all the time. It's not a salad for every single meal. In reality, if you're a person who considers yourself a carnivore, which most people aren't, they're just herbivore, uh, they're just uh, omnivores, they eat a little of everything. But if you consider yourself a true carnivore, like all you eat is meat, you actually have a much more limited diet than I do. I can eat so much more than somebody who limits their stuff to meat and cheese. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, so I'm not only eating vegetables all the time. Once again, you look at me and you could <laughs> you could probably see that. You know, I'm not exactly pounding down the kale and getting shredded abs. <laughs> so uh so no, not the entire although I do love the smell of fresh cut grass, unrelated to a hunger thing. All right, my friend Frankie, his question. You vegan? Yes. All right, <laughs> my friend uh Irizahira, she says, Why is the food so freaking expensive? Uh, Ty, take it away. You kind of already answered it before, though. Uh, well, it's about supply and demand, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of these vegan alternatives um, are becoming more in demand, but we're not there yet. You know, obviously, the vast majority of the population eats meat and dairy. So that's where 
uh, things are cheaper. But as as we you know we raise the awareness of veganism and get more people to eat that stuff, um, you can see the prices dropping. You now Beyond Meats has talked about dropping their prices a lot. Uh, just actually dropped the price on their just eggs. So you know we're starting to see actually. You damn right they what? did. Oh yeah, they did. They did. It's like it, they they're they're starting to drop their prices, and that's that's huge. But again. If you don't want to spend a lot of money and you want to eat healthy and be vegan, you can just eat potatoes, legumes, beans, produce. You can do a really good fruit shopping um, for 30 bucks at Trader Joe's for like a week. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to do that. But if you want the vegan alternatives, unfortunately, until the demand is high enough, it will be a little more expensive. And it's an interesting thing you say about the demand because there are a lot of stores who are releasing their own store brand uh, vegan alternatives like meat alternatives, uh, like I mentioned, the the incredible, exalted, uh, incomparable Aldi, uh, <laughs> the head of all supermarket chains. Boo. Uh, <laughs> Boo, shut the fuck up. Um, but, uh, you know, like Aldi's one of the ones that has their own store brands. Lots of places have their own store brands. So, um, you know, I, I am seeing like there are other options. Oh, Sweet Earth is another great option. They are. Uh, yeah. But honestly, guys, like just like. There are people who are, I don't want to say more dedicated than us, but like more dedicated to, I guess, spreading the message and educating than we are right now. So like, don't be afraid to Google like top vegan this, top vegan yep. that. There are so many listicles that people have written. Um, that's how I found out Oreos are vegan. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's Oreos huge. in America are vegan. There's also like, there's an alternative for almost anything. So maybe you can't get a store. But you can find it somewhere. You know, there's a lot of people who make their own vegan products and ship it. Like I found a guy who makes vegan fried chicken uh, down south and he does pre-orders for it and will ship it out to you. And it's fucking awesome. So if that's like what you want, you can find it, you know. So it's a simple. Send me that link. Oh, I, I will. Uh, it's as simple as jumping on Google and finding it, you know. Especially if you're not worried about spending a little bit extra for certain things, you can find it. Black and white cookies, fried chicken, uh lobster rolls you know you go you can find it all so uh you know it's just a matter of doing a little research and if you are the kind of person who attaches memories to certain types of food just know that you can still have those same memories with similar food that you may actually enjoy a little more now you know knowing because like the, you know the data is out there you know that red meat isn't healthy for you in mass quantities you know that dairy isn't good for you like the reason that people are lactose intolerant is because we're not supposed to have dairy from other animals. We're just not. And, you know, now it's so easy. I've heard, oh, but I need to put butter on everything. There's fucking vegetable oil butter. Like there's so many options. There's, oh, I don't want to have the soy. I don't want to have the processed soy. A, all the meat you're eating is processed way worse than that. And B, you don't have to just eat tofu for everything. You know, so so like, you know, find the other stuff, find your tempeh, find your seitan, find your beans, find your legumes. Uh, there's so many other protein options out so there. So many. I, I mean, I eat tofu, but I don't eat it that often, to be honest. I feel like everyone's like, oh, all you do is eat tofu. Well, yeah. like, I maybe eat it once every other week. Like, it's like not that often. Yeah, and tofu, like anything else, like you said, you could do a killer produce shopping for $30 at Trader Joe's or, uh, you know, 17 at Aldi. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, but really, it's just about how you cook the food. If you're a good cook, doesn't matter. You can make anything taste Throw good. Throw some adobo on that bitch, you know? Get some, some seasoning on there. It'll taste good. Seriously. I mean, this, this weekend when we were up in the country barbecuing, uh, D came up with this new recipe for zucchini and putting it on the grill. And, like, 
her father could not stop eating it. Yeah, see, like it's, I mean, like even like vegan burgers, like um, my girlfriend will take like the Beyond Burger or like a uh, something comparable, and she'll she'll actually like take it apart. She'll put like garlic in it. She'll she'll put some like adobo, some other seasonings, like really like give it a lot of flavor. Then you know reform the patties and cook it up that way. So you're not just eating Fuck yeah. like just that patty as it came to you. You know you can actually get like some real flavor in there and cook it how you want. You can throw some vegan cheese on, vegan bacon. Like you can do it however you want. The barbecue sauce, like you can make it what you like. So uh, again, yeah, like you said, you, you can you can cook it how you want. Really get some nice flavor on it. Yeah, and I mean, you'll find that, like, even in just your regular meat diets, you do have to do a good amount of seasoning. Otherwise, your food's just not going to taste good. It's going to taste pretty bland. So, you know, keep keep that in mind. And, um, you know, like I said, I didn't want any of this to come off as preachy. I'm sure some of it did. And I know it's rough to hear that because even as a vegan, I know that a lot of vegans can be fucking obnoxious. I have uh, left the vegan groups because some of them were too radical, even for me. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to, um, you know, cast anyone out. I'm not the guy who's going to say, oh, it's great. Anthony Bourdain killed himself because he said some shit about vegans. Like, that's, you know, that's not who we are. We're supposed to be the people who who value all life. And, you know, and, and it's as simple as that. And if, uh, you know, and if you can even just do one day of, of not eating meat and see how it affects you uh, or, you know, and just, you know, try. Just, just try something new. You know, now's the time to do it. Uh, but de- I would say, you know, we were talking about the movie Okja. Definitely watch watch this movie. It doesn't beat you over the head with the, you know, with the whole, you got to go plant-based, blah, blah, blah. But it does expose some some harsh truths about uh, the meat industry. And if you want more info, there are plenty of um, documentaries. I'll leave links to them in our show notes. Uh, I'll, I'll leave uh, the info for those apps, the Happy Cow app that Ty mentioned, the Is It Vegan uh, scanner app that my friend Sadie mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say before we close out, Mr. T? Um, no, I just want to say Okra is a really fun, well, not fun film. It's a good film. Uh, It has some fun moments. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's very emotional. Um, I think Bong Joon-ho is a fantastic director and he likes to give social commentary. So that's what you get with all of his films. It is a Netflix, uh, original, so you can watch it on Netflix anytime. Um, definitely check it out. I endorse it 100% as well. In the meantime, in between time, we're going to be writing out on the song No Beef by Diesel Automatic. It is a hardcore rap song about being vegan that I found on YouTube. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Uh, In the meantime, you can listen to us and rate and review us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at PolitipopPod. Find us on Instagram at PolitipopPodcast. Email us at PolitipopCast at gmail.com. Find our show notes and sources at PolitipopPodcast.wordpress.com. Special thanks to you, the listeners, uh, to all the people who submitted their questions, whether they were, uh, you know, joking or legitimately asking. Uh, We really appreciated it. We love that interaction. Thanks for everybody who has uh, liked the new Facebook page that we have. You can find us, the Politipop Podcast, on Facebook. And, um, you know, like I said, we're on a lot of different podcatchers right now. So go listen to us, rate and review us, let us know what you think. And um, as always, special thanks to Antonia Little for logo design. And remember, no matter what you're listening to, no matter what you're watching, no matter what you're reading, never stop learning, never stop thinking, and always remember to read between the lines. I ain't needing no beef, no beef, cause you know that I'm a vegan. I ain't needing no beef, no beef, no beef.
compassion's what I believe in. I ain't needing no beef. Cause you know that I'm a vegan. I ain't needing no beef. No, my food was never screened. I ain't needing no beef, no pork, no fish, no chicken. Now people think I'm tripping cause I ain't needing no dairy, no eggs. But I say, well fed off the fruits and the veg cause I care about the animals and the environment. I care about my health if it ain't vegan, I ain't buying it. I care about the planet if it does, then we gon' die with it. People hating veganism without even trying it. All right, cool. Well, I don't have anything either. So let's get into it. Okja, motherfuckers. Sorry, people. I was like, I was like, oh shit. Open the fucking door. Right, Ty, you're in charge of the podcast now. Oh fuck. You're recording man. a podcast. Ty, go on without me, please. <laughs> you are the resistance. Tell them about the super pig. Oh my god. Um. What was I fucking doing? Uh, tonight, Okja, uh, I think, mother. I heard that. God damn. <laughs> Those loudest beep of a car history. Holy fuck. <laughs> Went through your, your soundproof fucking room, man. Jesus Christ. I think you were just saying there's no housekeeping. Oh, yeah, there is no housekeeping. <clears throat> yeah, and, um,. The other, what what is yeah end on? That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, uh, fuck you. Yeah, uh, yeah if, uh, dude, I, I had to take so many of those out of the last podcast, and they still so many were still left in. Um, <laughs> all right, so they're protecting Mija too. Awesome. So, so I'll read one of mine first. I said, "What are some okay, cool?" I said, "What are some questions you have about veganism?" <laughs> it's, it's seen or no? Yes. <laughs> okay.